0: from uh, the first letter to the Ephesians. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and First United Methodist Church in Freeport, I added that, and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished upon us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, we're marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of His glory. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You all may be seated. <clears throat> And will you uh, bow your heads and pray with me? And now, O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. And on this day, Lord, when we consider our identity, transform us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I, like so many others around the world... I'm somewhat obsessed with stories of identity. Um, I don't know if you all are obsessed with them, but I'm pretty obsessed with stories about identity. Maybe it's because my family line can't actually be fully traced. Somewhere along uh, the way, all four of my grandparents' family lines stop uh, because someone was adopted uh, and the family tree can't be traced further back. Um, It's kind of frustrating, because I know that there were some fascinating stories uh, on my dad's side of the family in particular, especially with one ancestor who was the barber for uh, Mexican uh, Revolutionary War heroes. Um, I know that there were stories about that family member, and those stories have died off with my grandparents, with my dad. As far as in my own immediate family... Right, my identity has everything to do with being the offspring of two people who fought to better their lives and the lives of everyone around them. Still, I am intrigued by stories of identity, of ancestry, of belonging. And it's a feeling that's gotten stronger since my mother's passing, right? I love stories of adoptees reuniting with their birth families I really enjoy the show, Who Do You Think You Are?, right? where celebrities work with genealogists and go on a hunt for their family's history. And I love to listen to my friends talk of their family stories, especially those who have actually done uh, genealogy work and searches. And one of my favorite summers ever was the one I spent working in the deed room at the Walker County Courthouse in Huntsville. Um, where I got to look at documents that were well over 100 years old. Wedding certificates, death certificates, birth certificates, and where I also got to help people track down the history of the land that they were living on or were planning on buying. And I'll never forget uh, the day I saw a logbook of a slave owner's property. The tears that filled my eyes as I saw in human writing what one person was worth to another... And the shock of the person that I was helping as it dawned on them that perhaps their family history wasn't something to be so proud of after all. Right? Identity. It's a huge thing. Somewhere deep down inside, I believe that every human being wants to know who they are, whose they are, and where they belong. If that is you this morning then chapter one of Ephesians is for you, right? Regardless of who you think you are or who others say you are, the author of Ephesians tells us that the most important detail of our lives is that we have been adopted into the family of God. We are children of God, and that's not all. There's more, right? Am I sounding like an infomercial here? I kind of feel like an infomercial, right? (laughs) That's not all, there's more. As the children of God, we have a message to share, and that is this. God desires to gather all things, all people up into Christ. In this manner, all of the things that we associate with Jesus, love, healing, wisdom, grace, kindness, and welcome, become the way that the whole world works. It means that we have work to do, right? This is our destiny, says Ephesians, to live for the praise of God's glory so that all people will actually truly come to know the love and the grace of God. Now, our passage this morning is a little wordy because Paul was a little wordy, right? So it's a little wordy. So I encourage you to go home um, and reread the passage later, and then read it one more time and maybe one more time after that. I won't tell you how many times I read it to get a handle on it this week, right? But here's what I hope you will find. What you will find after reading this passage through several times over is that it gives us good insight into how God is at work in the persons of the Trinity. These 14 verses of chapter 1 give us a great theological statement theological meaning God talk or talk about God, they tell us a lot about who God is and how God works and ultimately how we fit in and who we are. In these 14 verses, we learn quite a bit about the character of God the Father and Mother, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all of this gives us a reason to praise God which is exactly how the letter of Ephesians begins, with a doxology. Those of you who who were here last week learned that a doxology is a song of praise. And so this is how Ephesians starts. And why praise? Because God is a great big God who has done amazing things out of love for humanity, for us. Right? What exactly does God do? This passage indicates several things about God, the Father, and Mother of us all. And let me just add here real quickly that this isn't a sermon on gender. God is spirit. Um, However you personally best relate to God is correct. That is the right way, right? Um, But there are some things in here about God, right? Um, So here are the things that we learn about God. God has chosen humanity, chose us in the beginning when we were created, and chose us again through Jesus Christ. God has destined us to be adopted as his children, to be part of his family. And as his children, God continues to bless us every single day, multiple times a day, and God showers his grace upon us continually. I wonder, when you look back on your week Right? How did these four characteristics of God show up in your life? When were you reminded that God has chosen you? I was reminded of that during Bible study this week when Herman gave me a compliment about my teaching and leadership, and this coming from a gentleman who was raised in a denomination where women aren't allowed to be at the front of the church. Right? I was reminded that I am chosen and this is my calling, right? When were you reminded that you are God's child? I was reminded of it on Friday when a former student posted a picture of herself at the Bodies 3 Museum exhibit. Um, Long story, but basically the Bodies exhibit are actual human bodies that have been through a process um, called plastination, and then um, an artist has... Uh, put them together, and so it's a way to see how the human body is knit together. You see muscles and veins and ligaments and bones and all of that. And as I looked at that picture, I was reminded that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. Right? When did God bless you this week? I was blessed as I shared a lovely dinner with friends on Wednesday evening. And when did God shower His grace upon you? Well, that happens all the time, Um, but one instance in particular for me was through an email that I received from my primary care doctor. Now, I asked you to consider how these characteristics came true in your life this week, right? Um, Because figuring out how God shows up in our lives is something that takes practice, Um, but I want to add that daily, God does all four of those things. Every single day, God chooses us, God calls us his own, God blesses us, and God showers us with his grace daily. We just have to take a step back and reflect on the day um, to be able to see what God has done. And when we do, we find that we have plenty of reasons, 10,000 reasons, right, to offer God a doxology, a hymn of praise, not just through singing, but through the very way that we live our lives and witness to others. Secondly, this passage tells us exactly how it is that we are adopted into God's family, and it happens through Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus, our Redeemer, Jesus, our Savior, the one who reveals and revealed God to us in the flesh, right? The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are all about teaching us who God is by reading about the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. If you are wondering who God is, if you are wondering about the character of God, then go to the Gospels and read about Jesus. Read about how he healed people and helped people and took time to listen and really engaged in conversation with them and in relationship with others. And read your redemption story about that day when he chose to go to that cross so that we could be forgiven and be made right with God. Read about how he took our sin so that we could be forgiven. Read about how he was raised from the dead and read about how he chooses us time and time and time again on through the centuries down to us and even after us. Finally, this passage tells us about the Holy Spirit. Um, those who choose to believe are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. You know, I, I always picture, when, when I think of myself and how God must see me um, and see all of us, right, um, I, I picture us being seen through the blood of Jesus, but I also see us with a big stamp that says paid in full, you know. I mean, really, we have been paid in full. We have been bought with a price of Jesus Christ, right? We are sealed. We are marked with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit continues the work of redemption. We already have the Holy Spirit with us. Now, I tend to think of the Holy Spirit as female, so it is she who nudges us who guides us. It is she who is that still small voice inside of us that directs us which way to go or not go. And sometimes we listen and sometimes we don't, you know, eh, we're human, right? It is she who helps us understand the right and wrong of things. And everything she does for us is to help us experience the good life in Christ and to understand that that is just a taste of the goodness that waits for us in eternity. And thanks be to God. And all of these are characteristics of God that let us know exactly who we are. It is on your bulletin cover. We are blessed, chosen, adopted, accepted, redeemed, and forgiven. Regardless of what our genealogy might tell us. right. In preparation for this sermon, I did some crowdsourcing on Facebook. Um, if you don't know what crowdsourcing is, that's when you uh, throw a question out to the world and let everybody else provide the answers for you. Right, I did some crowdsourcing on Facebook. I asked if any of my friends had done their family's genealogy. And if so, if they would be willing to share with me the most surprising thing that they found out. The answers covered a whole host of topics. Some people can't trace their genealogies because census records for Native Americans um, in the United States and records in Singapore are incomplete. Some people who are staunch Methodist found out that they were actually Pentecostal, (laughs) right? Or descended from Calvinists. Um, one person has an actual, for real, Catholic saint canonized by the Catholic Church in her family, right? Several found out that they are actually descended from royalty. I sent them some messages, and I'm like, so what is your title? Right. Um, one person found out that there were Nazis in her family who turned traitors against Hitler and paid for it with their lives. Our own Gay Griffin Ennis... Uh, paid to have her DNA examined, um, found distant relatives of her birth mother, and at 63 years old was able to see an actual picture of her birth mom for the first time ever. Right? Several found out that their family names had been changed in order to escape persecution. Um, there were several stories of the legitimizing of illegitimate children, which I am sure all of our families have some of that somewhere, right? And one person found out that she is her own fifth cousin. Not sure how that happened, right? Um, It was delightful to read my friend's stories. And then, well, then God did something that only God can do. God did something absolutely perfect for this sermon, My friend Mary wrote, My dad's family came to Texas with Stephen F. Austin and the old three hundred. My friend Michael responded to Mary. Mary, my wife is also a descendant of the Pentecost family from Austin's old three hundred. Y'all are distant cousins. Right? When I saw that, I was brought to tears. It was the perfect connection made while working on a sermon on identity. Two people who have never met realized that they are related somehow. It blew my mind. And it blew my mind even more to think that not only are they actually really related, but they are related because they are both believers in Jesus Christ and part of the family of God. Right? And God continually blows my mind when I consider my identity as a human being, right? as a believer, as a child of God, as a biological-only child. As one adopted into the family of God, my identity is firmly rooted in Jesus Christ, as is yours. The single most important fact of our lives— especially as believers, is that we have been adopted as children of God. And because of that, we continually have a renewed hope, a message to share, and a mission to live for the praise of God's glory. If you've ever wondered about your identity, Ephesians chapter 1 is for you. My friends, this morning, who do you think you are? You are blessed, chosen, adopted, accepted, redeemed, and forgiven. Where do you belong? Right here among the family of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
1: Now we will move to a moment of silence and reflection. Amen. And now if you would please rise for our response to the word. It is the Apostles' Creed. It can be found in your red hymnal on page 881. And now these words. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Amen.